and welcome to this week's Three Legs Four Wheels F1 podcast. It's Paul here with Dan, Chris, Lee. One more race to go this season. One more. Good. It's nearly over. It's I'm, nearly done. I'm glad it's nearly done because it's this time of year that I just want to fuck this off and get back to Australia. We want pre-season testing already. Yeah. <laughs> we want all the winter rumours as well. I say winter rumours, not going to be many winter rumours. The winter rumours started in March. Yeah. 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 And They're we're... now called spa rumours. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of all done and dusted almost, isn't it, the driver market? A couple of things to sort out still, but... One of which may have, may have already happened. No, not do, not, going, not going into that territory no. again. May have already happened by the time people listen to this podcast. Yeah, so especially if you listen to it in three months' time. Yeah. <laughs> in which case... Happy pre-season. Yeah. Yay. Enjoy, hope you're enjoying the future. <laughs> Send us a message and tell us what it's like. Oh, Paul. Oh, I'm just throwing things all over the place. Don't do that. Why? Because it goes clunk. <laughs> I'll be uh, I'll be making making some edits to that. No, you won't. No, <laughs> you're right. I can't be bothered anymore. I've, I've, I've lost the will to cut. Um, one more race for Alonso as well. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's looking well. One more least, race in, in 2018. Yeah, at least yeah. 2018 for every, Well, one more race in 2018 for everyone. But um, we're going to see Fernando a few times, aren't we, during um, 2019 in various as, as a mercenary driver for hire. He's just he's just going to turn up for apart from his WEC commitments. I think he's think just going to turn up in one ra- one race in a series. Do you think he's been accused of a crime he didn't commit? <laughs> <laughs> if you can find him, maybe you can hire <laughs> the A team. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the A standing for Alonso. Yeah, yeah. the Alonso team. <sighs> so at the, at the moment, he's confirmed to do Indy. He's been talking about NASCAR. We'll probably see him in, I don't know, Australian supercars at some point. Mm. The super trucks. The that, ones that go over the jumps. That'd be amazing. That would be cool. Stadium trucks, yeah. Yeah, yeah they are awesome to watch. <laughs> um, but yeah. He doesn't seem interested in doing a full year of indie, though, does he? The no. The looks of it. No. Um, so I, one thing I haven't put down on the, uh, on, on the running order, which is something worth mentioning, is Bob Fernley. Oh, yes, that, that, did, that did happen. Yeah, McLaren have put him in charge of the indie program, so it's looking more and more like they're going to go full-time in 2020. Yeah. Mm. So you, you don't put someone like Bob Fernley in charge of your um, indie car project. You know, Bob Fernley, former Force India team deputy, deputy, deputy principal deputy, team deputy principal. principal behind uh, vj malian wasn't he and then otmar safnoy was sort of running in a position alongside bob fernley and now otmar is team is it ceo or coo chief operating officer I he's now team principal is he team principal is he yeah and now um bob fernley's left after the the buyout from racing point stroll cop yeah uh, so bob fernley uh, probably do you remember when mclaren hired eric boulier and ted kravitz on sky went probably the least mclaren man you could think that they would hire and they've mm, hired him yeah well i can't think of a, a of a lesser man to suit mclaren as in the old old school mclaren mm. than bob fernley <laughs> um it's a very odd appointment i mean it's not it's, I, I he comes across as mclaren he's got gray hair <laughs> I don't think McLaren's old school McLaren anymore. No, it isn't at all. No, it's who's the right person for the job, and I think they've um, they've managed to, um, you know, sign up Bob Fernley for the for the IndyCar project. It's something that Bob Fernley clearly is is looking forward to doing, and it does, as you said just then, looks like McLaren are going to go probably full time Indy twenty twenty. 
Um, Remember we were having that conversation as well about um, what to do with engines and, you know, because obviously they can't run a Honda. Yeah. Well, Andretti apparently run a, um, a, uh, what, Indy Indy Light with with, with, uh, Chevy engines powering them. So it shouldn't be a problem. Thanks thanks to Nick Nick. Richardson for pointing that one out. Thanks, Nick. Just realised as well, using the uh, McLaren scale, uh, Bob Fernley looks like he should be a McLaren. Do you think? Yeah, because the McLaren scale is... Do you look like the manager of an offshore bank? He does. Or do you look like the customer of an offshore bank, which he does? <laughs> mm, yeah, a little. But then there's, there are a lot of people you could put in that. Uh... But bearing in mind, right, where we are. <gasps> okay. Carlos Saint Senior. We've we've all we've all got <laughs> offshore bank accounts. Yes. We Technically, are all, yes. We are all the customers of offshore banks. Technically. But ours aren't offshore, everyone else's are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Also, why offshore? I mean, mine's, I don't know about anybody else, but my bank is on land, not in the sea. <laughs> Try and get in touch with the mine seems to be permanently online. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, yeah. Technically speaking, we have offshore bank accounts. But that's due to our geographical proximity and yeah. not the amount of money that we hold. Mm. If only. Um, um, so, question about McLaren. Go on. My favourite questions. With this IndyCar team, Bob Fernley, obviously pretty good person to have as the team principal. Do you reckon they're looking at an exit strategy for Formula One? I don't know. Well, they've got a sporting director that used to own an IndyCar team. Jules de Ferran. Yeah. They've got... They've got strong ties to America now, have McLaren. It's... There's an American in charge. It's pretty... um, It's received wisdom that you're probably not going to win in Formula One unless you're a manufacturer nowadays. Mm. And that's going to go on for a few years, by the looks of things. And for all the talk of cost capping... Mm. Costs keep going up. Yeah. Would McLaren still be McLaren if they didn't have a Formula One team? The, the, the thing with McLaren is they they did a road car, didn't they, in what, 94, 95, mm. that McLaren F1? It was like, wow, they've done a road car. And now they now they churn out probably hundreds of road cars a well, year. Yeah, they're basically Citroen. Yeah. Essentially, yeah, supercar Citroen. They, 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 they churn. Well, they, no, they are. They're, they've got a production line yeah. and everything, which they, you know, McLaren of old would never have had. They used to just focus on being a racing team. You know, we would start questioning if Williams started building cars and putting them out there, wouldn't we? Yeah. Um, but it's now normal for McLaren to do that. So I think McLaren have now got their fingers in so many pies that they don't really have to rely so heavily on Formula One. So well, that if their racing team, yeah. you know, McLaren racing team, has to up and go to another series, it's it's completely doable. Uh, we have all this talk of Ferrari maybe leaving Formula One. Maybe McLaren might might do it before they uh, do. I think they mm. would get a better return on investment for selling McLaren cars by being an IndyCar team than mm. they would by being a Formula One team. Possibly, and that, mm. that's why they seem to be going with it, isn't it, by becoming a te- uh, um, uh, an entity that sells cars. Not quite like the Ferrari lifestyle that we've spoken about. No. You know, sell cufflinks and teddy bears. But yeah, along those lines. Is it fair to say that the McLaren's owners probably don't give a fuck about motorsport? No, that's 
McLaren's owners, maybe, but Zach Brown definitely does. He's he yeah, owns... but he's just an employee, so it doesn't. Yeah, but you know, but he owns his talk... own teams if, as well. But as... if we're talking about what McLaren are going to do, if McLaren are being looked at as a basically just a business by the people that own it, then Dan's idea might not be ridiculous. Yeah, oh, I no, hope it's not right. But... I hope you're not right as well. Yeah. And just just maybe one crossover season where Alonso is the driver for. Oh no, I, I'd be thinking of like ten years of crossover, and just having a plan for to leave Formula One for for what if we decide there's no chance ever of winning the championship in F1 again. Well, I think if 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 Formula One is to go disappear, you know. From from the from the planet, you've got to look at where the teams are looking to go. I think most teams on the grid would look to set up something in Formula E mm-hmm. as it is at the moment. Yeah, I don't think yeah. McLaren could really do that. They don't have an electric car. They have hybrids, but they don't have an electric car or an electric they will car. Have, they will do that. They will. They will have to. Yeah, at some point. Producing cars. Yeah, they'll have to at some point. But the um, every every car manufacturer will have to have an electric mm-hmm. car at some point. I've I've written a new story down about Formula E later on, which I which um I want to I want to discuss. But the um, if you're not looking at Formula E, IndyCar is probably a viable alternative yeah. to to move your team from if you are going to move it. I mean, I don't don't get me wrong, I don't see anyone like Ferrari jumping ship and go. No, ah, fuck well, no, no Ferrari, Mercedes are definitely Formula One. They have probably more of a voice than anyone it's your williams and mclarens the garage easter teams yeah 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 that i don't think have a place in in the long term i think um, or with the way things are going but the but the issue is with them moving to indycar don't forget that's a spec series and they've got a spec chassis that they don't build themselves they buy in and at that point or at that point you just promoting the brand don't forget we think of things like that because it's cheaper yeah but we, we think of things like that because we're nerds no, like the majority of other people will watch and see McLaren winning at IndyCar. They won't think, oh, that's a spec series. It's just, oh, well, they're winning IndyCar. Yeah. yeah no, yeah. no one thinks for a second that the Mercedes they buy from the showroom no. has any aero from the Mercedes that wins on Formula mm. One tracks. That's why I wouldn't be surprised if people that don't understand Formula One very well um, look at. Uh, the Austin Martin Red Bull blowing up all the time and think that's an Austin Martin in the back of the Red Bull. Mm. Possibly, yeah. Yeah, the, there's no one going, I'm not buying one of those Tag Heuers. I wouldn't want that exploding no. on my wrist. <laughs> even even the biggest idiot knows that's a watch. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, are, are there actually any car manufacturers putting their names in IndyCar? Obviously, aside from Honda and Chevy, who provide all the engines. But if you look at all the teams, there's no there's no car names in there, is there? don't think so. No, I don't no. think so. See, talking about, you know, the whole, would they be looking to leave Formula One because of engine, you know, uh, you know if you're a manufacturer, things like that, there are only the choice of two at the moment in IndyCar, really. Honda and Chevy, that's it. So, yeah. Yeah, that, but <laughs> any of the, well, it's a lot easier for any of the teams to win in IndyCar than it is for any of the teams to win in Formula yeah. One. Yeah. 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 It's still a limit of choice though, isn't it? Do you know what I'm saying? It's 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 still you're either Honda or you're Chevy. And at the yeah. moment McLaren definitely are not Honda. Yeah. So <laughs> and it's like all spec series, isn't it? I mean you, you get spec series, but 
even in in GP two, it's oh, there's, there's dominant teams. teams. Yeah, yeah. It's it's obvious which team has the more money behind them and which has the better personnel. You know, because those cars seem to be faster in that spec series. Yeah, um, but I think it's interesting that. As I say, we're all speculating this from from the fact that they seem to be setting up an, that, an indie that program. That they've hired Bob Fernley. Well, yeah, but they seem to be setting up an indie program rather than sort of just like, oh, can we just borrow somebody from Andretti and maybe ship over Gilles de Ferrand from our Formula One operations yeah. just for a weekend? No, they're actually building a full-on program for, for IndyCar, which says to me they're going to look to enter, if not maybe later on in the 2019 season, then definitely for the beginning of the 2020 season. Yeah, and the fact that they said they were looking at 2019 and didn't do it, mm. but they're hiring people for the team, says that they're doing something more serious than, well, let's give Fernando a seat just somewhere. Yeah, exactly. Mm. So that's our McLaren section over, isn't it? I think for um, today. Yeah, I can't see anything else written that, down. That's the first one of the day. Uh, yeah, until, uh, until we get to the Abu Dhabi preview and then talk about it being, being uh, Alonso's last Grand Prix and Van Dorn's. Don't forget that. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Moment of silence for his career. Um, next thing up is he will um, be back. Everything that is going on at Renault at the minute. Well, well, everything well, that's going t- on at the top of Renault. Everything's going on at the top of Renault. Jerome Stoll is leaving, and but he's not leaving until the first of January. That's that's an that's a proper swap over. Yeah. Um, he's is he's head of F one. F, Renault's F1 sport team, isn't it? Renault yes. Sport, Renault Racing, whatever you want to call it. But the um, Cyril Beatable's boss, essentially, yeah. But then um, you've got the the what's his name, Carlos, somebody. He's uh, I've forgotten to write his name down, but he's he's been arrested in Japan for for financial irregularities. Mm. And um, the. The common thinking is he will be sacked in the next few days because the uh, CEO of Renault and Nissan. Yeah. Now this, of course, will have an impact on. Dan's got his name. Yeah, but I'm not going to try and pronounce it. <laughs> How do you spell it? G H O S N. That's like ghost, but with an N on the end of it. Gosen. Gosen. Carlos Gosen. That'll do for now. Gosen. Um, yeah, that's, that's going to impact on two teams Go- in two Gosen. different sports because Nissan have taken over the. Infinity F1 team from Renault. If, if, FE team. FE team, yeah. sorry. Yeah. Yeah. And so. Presumably, he would be in charge of saying how much of the Renault organization's budget goes to those teams. Yeah. So that could be quite well, a big effect. Autosport reporting it was, the, it was him being the architect of Renault's return to Formula One. That's fine. But I mean, I don't think it affects Renault's. Progress, but Renault pull out and come back to Formula One on sort of five yearly cycles. Mm, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it, it might have something, uh, some impact on the eight hundred million that was sort of suggested that they were going to get over the next X amount of years. Yeah, and a boss coming in if he is replaced, of course, looking to make their mark, could very well do that either by scrapping the Formula One programme or is, doubling the budget to which it. Which is probably what's going to happen because let's not forget Daniel Ricciardo has gone there. Yes. And seeing as how he's taken all of Alonso's look when Alonso leaves Formula One, he's just testing it so far this year. So do you know what that well, means? That means Honda buyout for Renault. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It, if Renault scrapped the Formula One team, that would be fine because Danny Rick would be out of contract. If they just cut the budget to almost zero... <laughs> Yeah, that would suck majorly. Um, did see an interesting article today, 
which wasn't interesting at all. Don't know why I said it was interesting. So, <laughs> so you saw an article? I saw a headline for an article which made me laugh. That's the interesting part. It said Hulkenberg looking to beat Ricardo in 2019. Well, yeah. Slow news day. Yeah. <laughs> well, of course he is. No one, no one wants to finish. But the first person you must beat is your team. Yeah. <coughs> I broke the Formula One game the other day. Oh, no. What did you do? I was at Monaco and I had a coming together with Magnussen because I, I pitted on lap one. To try to try and jump some cars, to, to try and long long game worked, it worked worked well. Finished fourth from last. Yeah, fair from starting last. Where I had a coming together with Magnussen, which brought the safety car out, gave Nico Hulkenberg a free pit stop, and he won the race. Well <laughs> done, <laughs> Hulkenberg with a free pit stop, and he won the race. I didn't even know the Le Mans circuit was on the Formula One game. <laughs> Dear Lord. So, I mean, it, it's it's all change at the top of Renault, and there must be a, there must be a few team members there that are thinking, "Shit, what's going on?" Yeah, uh, it's just a little bit of uncertainty. I wouldn't think that it's anything to worry about, and, and unless something comes out in the wash within the next sort of few days, weeks, whatever. It appears to be financial irregularities in as in he he's been he, personal he's, financial irregularities. Yeah. He's underestimated the How much amount he's being paid by in, both in, Renault and Nissan. In uh, official documentation. Yeah. That's so easy. I had quite the opposite uh, accident. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. When applying for a mortgage? No, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. Uh, right, next thing we've got down, F1 looking to replace, what was that, unattractive races. Yeah. But they're not talking about unattractive to watch, they're talking about races with deals. unattractive deals. And we did... Chase Carey has said that when Liberty took over Formula One, they inherited some really bad business deals from the previous incumbent. That would be Bernie Eccleston. Like yeah. the free Brazilian Grand Prix. Yeah, exactly, yeah. Um, and they're, they're looking at... Who was the promoter of the races with the bad deals? Bernie Eccleston, yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. So uh, they are looking to... Um, change a few races around now this has got a few people speculating as to which races could be going oh god um, the british grand prix is going again silverstone's pulled out it's it's signed its opt-out clause oh it's finished yeah but silverstone might be going as well as italy belgium and spain all their contracts run out in 2019 replaced with holland vietnam miami it's exactly. on oh, New Jersey. Yeah, exactly. See what I mean? So <laughs> I can see why some people are a bit worried. Uh, Lewis Hamilton himself came out and said that, you know, he would prefer to be, a, a, you know, racing venues that have got racing history. He also, he also said this week that if there's too many races on the calendar, he'd quit. He said, tw- he said if there's 25, yeah, <laughs> you won't see me racing at 25 races a season. Was what he said. <laughs> so Fernando uh, Alonso says, hold my beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 20, 20, it could be 23. I think it'll go up to 25 eventually. It could be 23 by 2020, but I don't think it'll go up any any higher than that um, for a couple of years after that. Maybe, but I, mean, but it, I, I reckon it's going to be 25 races before uh, sooner rather than later. But we've got the German Grand Prix as well that's been financially <laughs> struggling. Mm-hmm. I wonder if that's off the... I mean, they're, the they're, they're only on year-to-year deals, but Mercedes want to want to keep that going. And they, you know, um, what was it? Two years ago, when there wasn't one, or well, last year when there wasn't one, they wanted to pay through the nose just to get it back on the calendar. Yeah. And Formula One came back to them and said, "No, it's too late." The problem for Germany is, having been to both races, um, they're both horrible races to go to. 
You said the German German one. You were was it Nurburgring? You went to Nürbur- Nurburgring's one where, the, where you can't walk where you were locked in. Yeah, yeah, you were locked into your to your. Yeah, it's yeah. Penned in. There's a car park for that corner. corner. Yeah, yeah. For the, and um, you were only allowed to sit in that stand. Mm, yeah. yeah. So that that wasn't very good. And Hockenheim as a race, you get you get the train to Hockenheim, and then it's a good half an hour, forty five minute walk to get to the gates of the circuit. And then you've got the usual hours walk to get around to the circuit to get to where, where you, you gonna, need to be. Gonna go to. Uh, and even when you do that, like the, the facilities are awful. There's, uh, I mean, I had a, um, a camera with like a, f- a 400 millimeter lens on it. And I was using that to scan the circuit of what we could see to find a drink stand. Whoa. Where was it? Hockenheim? Yeah. Oh, good Lord. I, 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 th- I think we, we sent a small expedition party off and they were gone for a good hour and a half. And they came back with some warm drinks. They came back with warm drinks and a couple of hot dogs. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. Apparently, uh, they bought two hot dogs for everybody, but some hot dogs did not make the journey back. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the looks of things, with, certainly with the Vietnam race being added and all the talk of uh, all the talk of Miami leaving New Jersey out of the equation completely, it's looking like Formula One themselves are interested in more street circuits. Which is, yeah, I'm I'm going to get onto the Formula E thing a bit later on, but just to chip in with this now, Formula E already kind of has street circuits, not wrapped up as such, but Formula E is on street circuits, and it doesn't always make for great racing, does it? No, not really. No, because. It can be too narrow. Yeah, exactly. The Formula E circuits are too narrow. So I don't want Formula One to just start thinking, oh, it has to be on a street circuit. And all right, okay, yeah, Formula One's a business and, and yeah, the business deal has to be right. But I mean, there's no point in closing off closing off like a city centre and just having races in city centres. There isn't. I'm sorry. You have to go you have to go to racetracks and you have to have purpose built racetracks as well. Uh, you know, Pl- places like circuits. Suzuka and Spa yeah. are a world away. Just playing on the PlayStation, you can yeah. tell yeah. the gulf in difference between Spa, Silverstone with Maggots and Beckets, yeah, um, Baku. and Baku, Su- Suzuka, and yeah, <laughs> Baku, and any of the Point and Squirt circuits. Yeah, exactly. So I'm a little bit worried at the moment as to what direction. Formula One is going to take with their calendar, especially as it looks like it could be up to 23 races by the end of 2020. Take Monaco. They can have Monaco. As it, yeah. I mean, Monaco, I think, should be... I, I personally think... Well, Monaco, Formula E's doing full Monaco this uh, this season. Yeah, I think Monaco should be a exhibition race for Formula One, and I don't think it should be part of the championship. That's a nice idea. I like that. You, you have a, you have it's a still there. It's still a Grand Prix, but I don't think it should be a championship event. Because yeah, it's boring as fuck to watch. Um, but the only only time Monaco's interesting is when it rains. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so Monaco with sprinklers. No, <laughs> we're not going to sprinkler town. We could hide the sprinklers on the roofs. It would work really well at Monaco. Just just get it. They just think it was raining. We just need not tell anybody. Stand there with a the hose. It'd be fine. Isn't it fucking weird how it's rained in Monaco every single year for the last 40 years? Oh, <laughs> 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 dear. So yeah, uh, I don't know. It seems to dry up and rain again at really inopportune moments as well. And it never appears on the team's weather radar. (laughs) I mean, going back to the circus thing, you don't want you don't want necessarily Silverstone to have a like a a locked in sort of British Grand Prix thing. Would you? You wouldn't mind if it went to Donington, 
a London street circuit once. I'm not talking like a long-term thing. Um, you know, but, but I don't think Britain is owed a Grand Prix. No, but to have a race in Britain, which is where everything, you know, Formula One wise, Grand Prix wise, sort of started, yeah. and then uh, it would be a shame if we didn't. Silverstone deserves it for being a good circuit. Yeah, well, it is a good circuit, and you know they spent quite a lot of money remodelling it yeah. in, in recent years. Italy, can you imagine? And they spent not 30, being... 30p on the tarmac. Exactly. Can you imagine them not being an Italian Grand Prix? It'd be a bit weird. Yeah. It doesn't matter if it's it, at Imola. It could be at Imola. That's fine. Do you think... Um, it could be at Mugello if it wants to be. Do you think there's this re- weird thing? Because there seems to be this this trend in like a lot of different things, especially when you look at like cities becoming sort of smart cities and things like that, where th- things have to move forward and things have to evolve with technology as, as technologies racing forwards. And Formula One's sort of stuck in this position where they want the sport to be this super modern, ultra attractive sport to bring new fans in. Let's change everyone. Let's let's change the cars. But the money simply isn't there to do the same with the circuits. I, I think so. Yeah. So that that because if that's why street circuits are so, are so attractive because the circuits take care of themselves for modernization to a certain certain extent because you don't have to worry about them yeah but then all you're going to get from the i mean the the, the business deal has, it's a good idea i'm just yeah, yeah yeah no i see what you're saying but the then you know the business deal has to be right for the circuits as well why are the circuits struggling so much um because if, if you if you take formula one away from traditional race circuits the only sort of world-class motors what you're going to get on circuits is motor gp world superbikes mm. yeah that's it it's going to be for for motorcycles I'd, and once I, you i would struggle to uh, I, this is ugh, it's probably harsh and I, I know it's almost certainly wrong but i'd even struggle to call world superbikes like premier world class, class yeah it's yeah i know what you mean um, with, with all respect to castletown resident jonathan ray yeah, yeah but <laughs> no but do, do you know what i mean it's but know, but no it's a secondary series because world yes. superbikes is owned by the same company that own motor gp yeah, yeah. and they just treat that as division 1a yeah, if yeah you, exactly if, yeah. if you go from motor gp to World Superbikes, you failed somewhere along the lines. Uh, yeah. Late nineties, early two thousands, they were Absolute, on a par. Absolutely. Yeah. In fact, World Superbikes was Better. above. Yeah. Does anybody remember yeah. when it was about two thousand five, two thousand six? Troy Bayliss came over from World Superbikes to MotoGP to do like the last two races of the season, and he won. I think the last race of the season. He only did like two races in MotoGP and won one of them. Carl <laughs> Fogarty did a lot, didn't he, for World Superbikes? Yes, yeah. yeah. There was there was a lot of credibility. Came yeah, World Superbikes has sort of it, ha- it has drifted off. There's no there's no denying that at all whatsoever. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's kind of equivalent to just having MotoGP. But then again. The circus that MotoGP uses, I'd love to see Formula One go into some of them, like Brno in the Czech Republic. Yeah, yeah. but they, they require two completely different things for safety. Yeah, they do, yeah. But I'd love to see Formula... You know, they're, like, they both use Circuit the Americas, for example. They yeah. both use Silverstone uh, for now. But um, even even MotoGP, they, uh, when, when they go to Circuit the Circuit of Americas, they keep saying that they want more gravel runoffs. But that circuit is set up for Formula One cars. Yeah, that's it. Because yeah, it's mostly tarmac and concrete mm-hmm. runoff, isn't it? But the uh, which which doesn't help when you're sliding along your ass no. when you when you it come just off. Just makes of the you bike. warmer. Yeah, it does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the <laughs> uh, 
And the um, talking about GP, anyone say how many times Mark Marquez dislocated his shoulder this weekend, banged it back in, and got back on the bike? Yeah, it was crazy. <laughs> I thought he'd broken his arm at one point when he because he was seen walking up the stairs holding on to this limp limb that he had <laughs> hanging on to the side of his body. Let's all remember though that he had to retire from the race because he crashed. Was it twice during the race? No, he only crashed once during the race, but about nine times before mm, that. Right. Okay. But there was yeah. there was one crash in qualifying where he dislocated his shoulder, and you actually saw him just thump it back yeah. in and started moving it again. Fair enough. I used to have to do that with with my left left arm until I got proper treatment for it. Not not quite as as extreme as that, but yes, <laughs> yeah. similar. If I uh, picked the, if I picked the, something up that was too heavy at the wrong angle with my left arm, my shoulder would pop out. And that's and it, until this day, that's still the best Mel Gibson impression you've ever done. Yeah, <laughs> and I had to put I had to put down whatever I've picked up and sort of just, Chris, just relax for a minute. That's a lovely story, but the difference here would be being involved in a world class motoring event at the time, <laughs> <laughs> which I have never been. <laughs> so, but you know, places like Phillip Island in Australia. The Formula One there would be amazing, surely. Yeah, yeah, but and again, Mugello in 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 Italy looks like a great circuit when you see bikes going around it. I'd love to see what it's like with a Formula One car going around it. This shouldn't be hard. It it shouldn't be difficult for any of the circuitry when you think about it. Because right, your world touring, world class motorsport is. uh, I could. I don't consider. WEC even in that brat- like elite bracket because it's not a spectator sport. It's too long. I know it's World Endurance uh, Championship, and that's the kind yeah. of point. Uh, look, I think in terms of in terms of skill and talent, yeah. yes. In terms of um, viewer interest, yeah. a lot of my friends say that Formula One race at like two hours. I mean, you're investing two hours if you like watch it a little bit before the race and yeah. then a little bit after it. I mean, they the say cut, that's too long. The cutting all mm. all the WEC races apart from. Uh, two down to four hour ones next year the only ones that are going to be longer than four hours are the uh, 24 hours of Le Mans and the thousand kilometres of somewhere Mm. which I can't remember Mm. thousand kilometres of somewhere but my my thing being here that's Neil Young album (laughs) (laughs) the elite uh, elite tier of motorsport where you can go somewhere and say right of, of what the class I'm watching these are the best guys in the world yeah there's two. There's MotoGP and there's Formula One. So I what? would say for all the crap we give NASCAR, no, that, but we'll, that but, is still yeah. No, but it, I mean, like, it might not be a world sport. Yeah, but, no, but that's what I mean, like a world touring show. Yeah, yeah. world touring cars, you, but I mean it's, it's 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 poorly funded. But if, so if you've got even if you've got say twenty uh, twenty five races a year, yeah, how can you not fill twenty five circuits? Yeah. That means two things. It means you're either going to the wrong places or you're charging too much to get in. Yeah. This is what I'm worried about personally is that Formula One start going to races similar to South Korea mm-hmm. because it's a good business deal. For <laughs> no, It was a rubbish race. I can't remember a decent race at that South Korean circuit. Apart no. from the one I had on the PlayStation where I had to, where I had to finish 10th mm-hmm. and I think I finished 12th. It was a good race, but I didn't quite make it. That was on F1 2013. Good circuits or places where they can build the audience. Or Legoland. Preferably both. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean, Lee. You, you only want to race at Legoland just so you can stay at your mum and dad's. They don't live there anymore. Oh, they moved. Yeah. 
They live in Northampton now. Oh. So the nearest circuit is, is now Silverstone. Remember when they had Centerpod. Centerpod. <laughs> Do you remember when we had those really, really high winds? Turns out living in Legoland was a bad idea. <laughs> yeah. They're waterproof, though, so it's awesome when it rains. Um, <laughs> imagine the grip on the circuit made out of Lego. Yeah, imagine falling over, though, on your, on your lawn. Ooh. <laughs> Definitely wouldn't work for Motor GP. No. <laughs> Head in the football. No. You were all right, thanks. Just trying to go to bed. Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't not wear shoes in Legoland, could you? No. No, it'd be terrible. Anyway, uh, that's where we're looking at the Formula One calendar for now. <laughs> <laughs> I had a point to make, and I now cannot remember what the hell it was. I am just going to carry on reading. I'm sure you'll put you. it together. We. Oh. I thought you were blocking me. <laughs> One little block at a time. Oh yes, Macau. Yes, yeah, so we all see. We've all seen that now, haven't we? I missed it the first time yes. you posted it, Paul. <laughs> I was. I was. Well, I promise you, I wasn't being passive aggressive when I said scroll up. Well, no, but I saw. <laughs> I saw that you'd asked for the Formula lead times, and I hadn't seen that you uh, that you posted that above that. You see, so I, I missed that entirely. I watched that, and Becky was upstairs while I was watching the footage, and the the video you sent round had a load of cars going into the corner and slowing down. And then suddenly one going through mid-air. Shit! I don't understand how she... How, do, do, do you know how it happened? Yeah, um, she'd made contact with somebody else, lost two wheels, lost the braking, couldn't slow down for the yeah. corner, and then bounced off the curb Yeah, and took off. But even that, she must have been Straight going... Straight into at, that gantry there. She must have been going at such an incredible speed when she hit the back of the car. But they all slow right down, don't they, for that corner? Yeah, she, I mean, she it's, would have been, it's a 90-degree corner, so yeah. there's a lot of braking going yeah. into that one. She was probably 100 or so, something mm. like that. Which is the speed that you yeah. do oh, yeah, before, yeah. before no, you no, hit the brakes. I, I wasn't saying she was yeah. going, like, it, it was, she was just yeah. fucking YOLOing it into the corner. But it was just fucking <laughs> <laughs> incredible <laughs> fucking Come on, small tree, please. <laughs> <laughs> but it, the, the, it was the way that she, she you know, there was a gantry there, wasn't it? Like a TV gantry or something. Like just like straight into it. No yeah. one there. No, there was. Luckily. No, there was. Yeah. Ended up, um, one of the photographers ended up under the car. Oh, really? There's yeah. a photographer on I didn't see a photographer. Just, well, under the car? Be. Yeah. So yeah, he, well he because there was there was two little slots for the cameras because I saw one guy behind in one of the slots. Yeah. So there was people inside the thing. Fucking hell. Well, Sophia Flush wasn't it? Who um, is a German Formula Four driver, but she was driving a Formula Three car. No, for form, the Macau um, she's been in Grand Formula Three Euro Series this season. Right. Okay. Which barely gets shown on TV, so mm. that's why. That's what's merging with with GP3 to form the new international F3. F3. I yeah. just read as well, just before you came around, there's no risk of paralysis from her spinal yeah. injury. Yeah. Which is yeah. excellent yeah. news. Yeah. She's well. Mm. Yeah. Um, she's well. Um, and everyone else involved is also mm. yeah. well. What was it a seven-hour operation this morning on her a, on a back? We yeah. were taking it deliberately slowly to minimise any risk whatsoever. Yeah. And it seems that was the best way to go because she's got full movement in all four limbs. Yeah, good. Good stuff. That's what we, uh, that's what we like to, to hear. Um, she's also a part of the Dare to be Different scheme of, uh, or, or a supporter of the Dare to be Different scheme. That she was Susie different, Wolf... like all the other cars were on the ground. Yes, <laughs> that, that Susie Wolf runs as well. So, mm. um, you know, it's 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 good to see women in motorsport. Not so good to see them going backwards, upside down. It's not good. Yeah. Really and truthfully, it's not good to see anyone in motorsport in midair or in no, a no. in a camera gantry. No, 
No, it's 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 a woman making headlines in motorsport, but for the wrong reasons. Mm. <laughs> the last crash I saw that reminded me of that was Heidfeld's uh, the first Formula E race. Yeah, that yeah, was very yeah. similar. Heidfeld, or um, somebody likened it to uh, Robert Kubica's crash at Canada. Mm. Like just 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 <laughs> we're all watching cars slowing down to this hairpin, then all of a sudden Kubica comes out the corner like on his side. Is there halos on those? No, no. Uh, no halos on F3 cars, which is why Billy Munger is still able to drive Formula 3 cars. Yes. Oh, so has he got issues getting in and out of a haloed car? Possibly. We don't know yet. Um, anybody see the BBC documentary on Billy Munger? The that's, one that's on right now as we're recording. Is it on BBC right now as we're recording? Yes. Because it's on the iPlayer. Ah, I've it's, not it was, seen it on the iPlayer. It's been on the iPlayer all weekend. I watched it the other day. No, I haven't seen it. It's good. Yeah, very, very I, I good. I read the article. Which Brilliant. Was, yeah. Brilliant documentary. I, I highly recommend that anybody who has access to the BBC iPlayer goes and watches Driven, the Billy Munger story. And if you don't, then get in touch with Lee and he can point in the direction of some good VPNs. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't want to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it, which is everybody else that isn't me. But the, 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 just the circumstances around his return to racing are just phenomenal. They really are. Yeah. But it's what is it, 11 months after his accident where he lost both of his legs mm-hmm. and, he, and, he, and he's in. You, you see quite a lot of footage from the accident as well, which you don't, you didn't see where you, you know, from the news reports at the time. Mm. Um, that is definitely one to look out for. Yeah, it really is something to, something worth watching. Um, inspirational documentary. You don't, don't want to call him, you know, he's inspirational just because he, he, he carried on without having any legs, but, you know, but no, his his attitude to his attitude is, is yeah, yeah, his attitude is inspirational. Yeah, didn't realize he still uses his uh, he uses his longest leg as a break. He still uses that as as a break. <laughs> they just and the to, other leg he operates a pedal with. They've had, to, <laughs> they've had to modify it heavily um, so that um, he can his, his throttle is on is on a steering wheel um, and his uh, gear changes are on one side. And his brake pedal is 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 a lot further up, obviously, than anybody yeah. else's would be. Um, but yeah, it's just to adapt and, and be and able to race. And um, he finished sixth. I googled it afterwards. He finished sixth in this year's Formula Three Championship. Mm. It's not not too shabby when you got like twenty twenty eight drivers or something yeah. on the grid of Formula mm. Three. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, that British Formula Three series that has random races at Spa. Well, I was amazed when we yeah, when we interviewed. <laughs> George Russell. I was I was amazed to find out that he was George Russell's teammate, and uh, you know just to to give considering George is on his way to Formula One now, just to give our listeners a insight into the caliber of like young driver he was, hmm. considering his ex teammate is now going to be a Formula One driver. Yeah, uh, it's, he was. Was he it karting was, in with teammates in? I think so. Yeah, it was. It was either that or one. I'm pretty, of the I'm pretty sure he ones. said karting. Yeah. So. No, it'd be interesting to see how his career progresses after this. Yeah, I mean, uh, as I say, the, the the FIA had to change rules to allow disabled drivers in single-seater cars, but mm. you, you see all that in the documentary. It's definitely worth watching. That's no, definitely one to look out for. Talking to the BBC, um, they have got the British rights to Formula E. Yes. For the upcoming season. Yes. And they are going to show all the races online, except for one, which they're going to show on TV. Mm. And it's still going to be better picture quality than we got before on Five Spike. Yeah. So are they all going to be on BBC Three, which is now an online-only channel? It's just going to be on the BBC Sport website on the re- or on the red button. Right, okay. I think BBC Three is just youth programmes. Okay. 
It's a shame. It's it's kind of a shame. It's big BBC Three's what their documentaries on. <laughs> yeah, because it, it means you can't record it, doesn't it? You can't record the red the old red button. Um, yeah, but they're going to be on iPlayer as well. Oh right, okay, cool. and YouTube, aren't they? Um, yeah, I think Formula E have said that they're going to make all all races available on YouTube. I don't know if they're going to be shown shown live in the UK, but um, or any other countries that have got a live TV deal. But they are going to ramp up the YouTube presence, and all races will be able to be watched. Which is good for Formula E. Yes. Now, here's my thing I wanted to talk about with Formula E. Formula E are jumping into into places where Formula One is failing. Yes. Free-to-air TV, for example, like the BBC. All right, okay, we all pay a license, but you have to have one in the UK anyway. Moving to Sky is the worst thing Formula One has ever done. I think there needs to be a free-to-air TV package as such you know it could be as we've always discussed before just just the item video sort of five minutes before it doesn't have to be loads of coverage here's the here's the grid here's I, I don't think the highlight, highlight thing works though you know like uh half the race is live and half the race is highlights no, I, know, no, no. I know the attitude can be oh well at least it's something no but since that's happened even like the free to air oh like, the audiences have for, dropped formula yeah. one is just hemorrhaged viewers yeah now formula e have done the right thing here now we all we have all said how much we'd like the second gen cars haven't we how much yes. they, they yeah. look amazing yeah and there's there's quite a quite a talent crop talented crop of drivers mm-hmm. in um formula e for the upcoming uh upcoming and season Stoffel. and stoffel van dorn mm-hmm. and uh and gary pafford <laughs> and um <laughs> maybe alexander alban possibly we'll see depending <laughs> on what happens with that other toro rosso seat Formula is it, is it, E sorry, is, is, is still... the ginger lad in there as well? Ferrucci, no, I don't no, think so. No, no, the, the British guy. Uh, Ex-McLaren. Oliver Turvey? Yeah, no, he's still in so. Formula E. He was in last year, this was year. Yeah. yeah. If he is, I'm noticing a pattern with certain Formula E drivers. Ex-McLaren. <laughs> yeah. uh, Felipe Massa is, is, is Formula E, isn't he, this, this yep. year? Yeah. Uh, this season, sorry, because they've run out over... Over two years. Although there's only one race in 2018 in the 2018-19 yeah. season. Good. Yeah. They need, no, to, get rid, they need to get rid of that. Yeah, because they will do... I'm sure they're, they're looking to do this, this whole yeah. sort of one season in a calendar year thing. Yeah, well, it started off in the first season. It started in September, didn't it? It did, and yeah. And it's got later and later every year. Yeah, the, the calibre of racing they're all on street circuits still aren't they which are quite narrow yeah, yeah. um but no, no car changeovers now is there nope, so nope. so it's it's one one car does does the whole race rather than coming into the pits and getting into a different car because batteries yeah um so they're pushing the technology forward the battery technology forward to be able to do this Formula E is... It started off a complete shambles. We took the piss out of it. Yeah, Oliver Turvey is in this Formula E season, by the way. I wouldn't say it started off a shambles. Dan was a fan of Formula E, and we were all like, yeah, but it's shit. Oh, no, it was shit, but it wasn't a shambles. It was was a Formula E race that started three legs, four wheels off, so something good did come out of it. The very first Formula E race started three legs, four wheels. There was some great racing in the first year. Mm -hmm. I think they've screwed up the, the broadcasting. Yeah. Because... As a fan, I missed most of last year because I didn't know the races were on. Mm. Now it's on BBC, and, you, you, and they're, they're gonna... probably not going to be advertising it at all because it's online. No, they probably will. I imagine that you'll at least get. Um... If you notice with the BBC, ever since they stopped showing Formula One, that Formula One's now just tagged on the end of their sport reports. Yeah, yeah. I bet you the same thing happens with Formula E. Probably, but Formula E gets tagged on the end of their sports reports. Um, you know, oh, this happened in Formula E qualifying. You can watch the race on the red button, you know, 
Possibly, yeah. So I think that's what that's what they're going for. But, so, I the, but I think the good thing is it's going to be one place to watch it rather yeah. than... Is it on Spike? Is it on Motors TV? Is it, is is it, it on, going to be Channel, on Channel 5? 5? <laughs> is it BT? Is it Eurosport? Yeah, exactly. Mm. Yeah. I see that that's the uh, thing I think they're missing out with the red button, which was me about recording it. Like Me personally, I, I can't be alone. It would just be easier to set it to record on a set-top box, you know, it's a series yeah. link it, and then you know then you can just leave it and watch it when you get a chance to watch it. Which you can do with the Sky Q box. Yeah, but you can't record the red button, can yes, you? Yes, you can. Can you? Yeah. How? You go onto the TV guard and you've got something like Channel 980, which is BBC Red Button. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, brilliant. Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorted. Fuck the rest of the world. <laughs> but the the... <laughs> Other thing is Formula E being on street circuits, as we were talking about before, with Formula One being, you know, possibly looking at going to street circuits. We're going to see Formula E maybe. I know Monaco's a street circuit, but they're doing the Formula One Monaco street circuit yeah. this year. Uh, are we going to see that Formula E maybe doing a couple of comparable circuits to Formula One? I'm not saying Azerbaijan, but. I'm just trying to think, possibly Silverstone. I was just going to say, I think you're more likely to see it, if Formula One, like whoever's whoever's in charge of Formula E, like if you take the the broadcasting problems out, yeah, someone clever is behind this. Like, so if Formula One is going around saying, "Oh, we might drop this circuit, we might drop drop that circuit," it would then make sense for Formula E to go if if they were going to add one go. We'll add Silverstone, even if it's the Silverstone short circuit or something. You know, they should shorten track. I think the the reason that's unlikely is it goes against the ethos of what they're doing, which is the formula bit, ethos. The, the formula <laughs> ethos, yeah, which is being sustainable. It's not just about electric cars. It's also about having the races in the city centre so yeah, you don't have 100,000 people driving out to Northamptonshire. But I don't... Or I don't twenty see, people to watch a Formula E race. I yeah, don't exactly. See, yeah, I don't. I don't see the issue with having two or three races like that. Because then, because I think I see Formula E more comparable to IndyCar than I do Formula One. So this the, is, the way it's the way it's yeah. run. And for me, that's well, it's gazebos, isn't yeah, it? Rather yeah. than rather than big expensive trucks that become pit buildings yeah, and things feels, like that. It, it, it's crazy, crazy. Like the World is. Rally Championship. Yeah. It's yeah. got it's got some like real technology in there, but it feels more grassroots racing than Formula One does. And it, well, yeah. it is in a way because there's no other electric single seat of Formula uh, mm-hmm. around. I think if they were going to do a traditional circuit, Imola, because yeah. you've got the train station right on the circuit, more or less, haven't you? Same with Monza. Uh, is it Monza I was thinking of then? Oh, Monza, I don't, I don't, yeah, both the, of them. Yeah, uh, I don't. I don't know. I've never been to Imola, but I know Monza. You've been to Monza, haven't you? Yeah. You literally get, go from Milan to Monza. You get yeah. off the train, and then you're in the park mm. where the I'd, circuit is. I'd be interested to know how the batteries are coping being full chat so much. Yeah. Without you know, uh, well, the races are shorter in Formula E, aren't they? Yes. I suppose the only other thing is they are talking about um, still bringing in the old charging lanes, aren't they, into Formula E? You know, sort of what wireless charging yeah. things. So uh, that would probably be easier to implement. Was that charging s- whilst you drive through the pit, sort of thing? Uh, I can't remember what they said. Or it's, it, there'd be certain parts of the circuit that charge the car, something like that. Right. Okay. Because um, that's something that you would use in road technology, which that, is where Formula One is starting yeah. to not. It's not falling behind, yeah. 
But you know, it needs to look at these things. Yeah. And well, if it, that'd be easier to do with street circuits, is what I was going to say. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It would be. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But Formula E is catching up. Mm. Just get rid of fan boost. Yeah, get rid of that. That's rubbish. Mm. But the Formula E is catching Formula One, and we did say this a few a few years ago. We said, well, you know, they're they're miles off at the moment, but you know, it's possible they could catch if they you know if they do the right thing. That they're doing the right things. Well, this is this is going to be a big year for them, I think. If they can, if they can make a step forward, I do think the big issue with Formula E um, is they have a bigger problem with overtaking than Formula One does, and not because the cars can't overtake each other, because the tracks are too fucking narrow. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, which is why you know, circuits, yeah. Silverstone, or I don't know, Spa, somewhere like that. You know, just. Obviously, it's going to be a much shorter race. You're not going to get 50 laps around around Silverstone or Spa in a, in a Formula E car, mm. but just somewhere that's a recognised arena as a Formula One venue. Yeah, much like they're already doing with Monaco, and just be like, "Look, world, look what we're doing. We're on an actual circuit with runoff areas and things mm. like that, and and this is what we can provide for you." I, that's I, what Formula E needs to do, and if they do it. I think Formula One needs to start worrying a little bit. I do think that they need to tweak things slightly with Formula E, though. I know it's all about road relevance, but the the car technology, I think, can be enough about road relevance. There's something about seeing a high-performance car like that with what look like road tyres on all the time feels weird. It does, yeah. So I would I would say slick tyres for, for, for dry races. <laughs> But again, I think that's to do with the ecological impact as well as everything else. Because if you're only taking one kind of tyre for yeah. any circuit, mm-hmm. whether it's raining or not, yeah, you're shipping a lot less stuff around. That's great, but what they they've got they've got to look at bringing people in. And I, it sounds like such a stupid thing, and I think, but I think it's one of those cerebral things that you don't you don't notice unless you're interested in motorsport. But there's something about them. It makes them look slick. Tires look like race cars. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but the but the problem is, of course, that they're driving on. They're driving exclusively on road circuits that cars mm-hmm. go up and down every day. Yeah, with treaded tires. Yeah, and the slick tires probably can't handle general use tarmac. Of course, they could. All the indie all indie cars uh, do street circuits have slick tires on. Nothing, no, no, nothing worries when uh, Formula One goes to street circuits or semi-street circuits. Do Formula E cars, and this is a stupid question time, do Formula E cars go quick enough to warrant having slick tyres? I don't actually think they do. Um, um, in order I to would, get the heat into them because the science... No, go-karts have slick tyres and Formula E cars are quicker than go-karts. Yes. That's a good point. Don't forget that it's... it's As I said, stupid question. Yeah, because you're thinking of Formula One tyres there, but that's that's the tolerances of Formula One tyres, that they have to get to those temperatures yeah. to work. Mm. Formula E cars would just have a lower operating window. Mm. If they were if they were specifically made. If they were made, tires, if yeah. Specifically made. Mm. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's track day tyres you could put yeah. on, your, on, on your car. I mean, would it be worth just looking at having track day tyres? You know, we've just like slightly cut grooves. Mm. You know, they're, they're barely road legal. You're not supposed to use them on the road, but there's you, you can. If it was me, I'd uh, whoever the tire supplier is, Formula One, uh, for Formula E, who is it? Hankook? Is it Hankook? I can't remember if it's Hankook or Michelin. I think it's Michelin. Is it? 
would be to turn around to Michelin and say, right, what, what our, our whole thing is green. What is, if you were going to bring out the green tire, what would it be? Would it, would it, would it be completely synthetic? Would it be yeah. completely uh, like biodegradable uh, or however biodegradable rubber can be? But I'm sure it could be spun away. Like plastic made bags. from plastic recycled from the sea. Yeah, oh yes, yeah. Get in touch with your man with the big, uh, the the big floaty thing that's collect that's cleaning out all the seas, and make tires out of it. Yes, fixed it. <laughs> Demand like yeah, that, Dan. Me yeah. and you, can, I, I'll fix Formula One. Me and you can fix Formula E. The floaty man <laughs> who's cleaning up all the seas. The, the floaty man, the man with the floaty thing who's cleaning up all the sea. The lad, yeah, yeah. Who's um, one of his one of his main um, partners is Nico Rosberg. Is it really? Mm. Wow. Yeah, Nico Rosberg decided he was going to give lots of money. This was the kid, wasn't it? Who asked for? He, he said he needed a hundred million pounds, a hundred million dollars to get this off the ground, and it was. Genuinely, definitely going to work. Did this presentation in front of everyone, and they laughed. So you're not going to get hundred million dollars to do this. He just like, well, that's what I need. And he, and he set up this uh, startup, and I think it was within. He had a hundred million dollars within four days, and within a month, he had a billion dollars. The last time, <laughs> the, the, yeah. But that's how many donations yeah. were made because he, his, his pitch was so impressive. I'm not surprised Nico Rosberg's involved with this because the last time there was a face turn this fucking drastic, Ebenezer <laughs> Scrooge, Scrooge was shouting out of a window. Oh God! Yeah, don't forget, Nico Rosberg is a shareholder in Formula E as well. Yeah, and also our energy care. Electric motorcycles. Mm. So don't do, don't be surprised if who are going to be the uh, support series to MotoGP next year? Are they the electric motorcycles? Yeah. Don't be surprised if they turn up at TT Zero next year. Mm. Keep an eye out for Nico Rosberg. Mm. We'll be on stalking duty. Of course, we always are every year. Nice. Got got, nice. Prince, got close to Prince William this year, ish sort of length of this room away maybe. <laughs> Close enough. <laughs> Should we go back to Fom? Close enough with the rifle you had anyway. I didn't have any rifle. <laughs> Should we go back to Formula One? Yeah, yeah, why not? We've got a Grand Prix to look forward to this week. We the last Grand Prix. The last Grand Prix. Of the season. Um, yeah, Abu Dhabi, which is now the traditional season finale. The Twilight Race. I quite like it as a, as a, as a closing race of the season. It's just a shame that the race, the races at Abu Dhabi aren't... Always very good. The, 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 the most the, interesting one recently has involved going really slowly. Yeah, that was a couple of years ago, wasn't it, when Hamilton tried to back Rosberg into Ricardo and Vettel. Um, I can remember one of the early Abu Dhabi Grand Prix where uh, Liuzzi and Michael Schumacher decided they were going to try and make a baby with their cars by, by mounting each other. Um, mm. Yeah, exactly. Um it should be a better race than it is. Yeah. Like the circuit looks the circuit looks great because you've got sweeping turns through sector one, hairpin, long straight, chicane, long straight, and then Monaco-y sort of section to the end. It should be brilliant, yeah. but it isn't. No. And I don't know why. <laughs> no. Is it trying too hard? I've, I've no idea. I but, just think it's a badly designed circuit. Herman Tilker. Yeah. It, it, it is like classic Tilker. Classic, <laughs> classic Tilker. The um, yeah, maybe just trying too hard, isn't it, to be a to be a decent um, you know, it's trying too hard to be a decent circuit that it, that it ends up just complicating issues because 
you can't set up for the whole circuit because sector three is too twisty and sector two is basically just a straight. And that ought to make for an exciting race because in I mean, theory yeah. you should have people who can go fast on the straight overtaking there, people going fast through the corners overtaking there. Mm. Yeah, but that doesn't work out that way. No, you have people holding people behind them on the bits where... Yeah, yeah it's, it's not not good for overtaking. And it could be a problem just intrinsic to Formula 1. I don't know of any other series it's, that uses that. It's Abu after Dhabi. that big, long straight. That, whoever, whoever decided that that left-hander should be like that, you know, going into that little chicane after that massive, yeah. big, long straight, because that should be the place to set your overtake up. And I know you can overtake there, mm. but it's so hard because it's so narrow. You know, in your if you try and go up the inside, you naturally drift trying to take the guy you're trying to overtake out of the Grand Prix. Yeah, yeah. If Vettel's going to have an accident anywhere this weekend, <laughs> yeah, with his wonderful understeering Ferrari. Um, yeah, I don't know. Um, I quite like it as a spectacle, you know, with the sun going down. It's very fireworks me- at the end. Yeah, it's very metaphorical. The stands always seem to be quite full. Mm. Yeah, I think it'd be a nice Grand Prix to go to, um, mm. but I don't. It's, it, it's never provided brilliant, the brilliant race. We can never remember a really good race at Abu Dhabi, See, can we? This no. this goes back to our, the discussion we were having about Formula One, the calendar. I can't help but Abu Dhabi is one of the, those circuits that came along. Uh, when Bernie Eccleston was more interested in where the paddocks were rather than what the circuits were. Yeah. Uh, um, I think, I don't know, maybe Abu Dhabi is just one of... Because the, the, the man who, who built it all, just he built like a town around it, and he reclaimed land, built a race circuit, and then mm-hmm. built the infrastructure and everything yeah, to go with so, it. Yeah, For the sole purpose of having a Formula One race there. Mm-hmm. I don't, with don't, the, the artificial marina in the middle yeah. of the desert. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's not in the middle of the desert. It's in the desert. Yeah, it's next it's, to the sea. It's close enough to have a desert that it shouldn't probably not be a marina. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Quite right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the Yas Marina circuit is that's what it's called. Yeah, Yas. <laughs> but the uh... I mean, the big the big news that we're expecting before the race is allegedly mm. Robert Kubica is going to be announced as taking the second Williams seat. I'm surprised that hasn't already happened. Thus putting Lance Stroll out of a job. I believe it when it's confirmed. Yeah. Because if that do, if that does happen, Williams make the announcement, what is Lance Stroll going to do next season? Because he's not been confirmed for anywhere. Mm. There's only two more seats left, isn't there, in Formula <laughs> 1? That's one of Force India. Well, and, uh, oh, wait. Uh, Albon's seat in Formula E might be coming open, mightn't it? It might be if he can get the seat at Toro Rosso. Yeah. So Lance Stroll might want to look at Formula E. No, we all know where he's going. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a dangerous seat to get Toro Rosso at the minute because you you're going. If Gasly turns out well, you are in. You've the, got two young people yeah. in the main team who are going nowhere for a long time. Yeah. So you, you could like what you're going to sit around Toro Rosso for a decade. <laughs> if your name is Danny Kvyat, yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think Danny Kivy would be happy to get um, get two years anywhere, let alone ten. Yeah. Um, be happy to get past turn ten. <laughs> Traditionally, though, Abu Dhabi is a circuit that works out quite well for Mercedes, isn't it? Have they won every race there, apart from when Vettel was doing the Red Bull thing? I think I think so, yeah. Like, yeah. Since, since the Turbo Hybrid era, they won every race at... at 
So I'll tell you someone that pulls, didn't win. Pulls Wikipedia in free. Uh, this Alonso, will be the, Alonso definitely didn't win in Ferrari. No. <laughs> Uh, Red Bull won 2009, 2010, and 2013. So this is the 10th running of the Abu Dhabi Grand Prix. Mm. Wow. That's crazy. We're going to die soon. Um, other winners, of course, Kimmy won in a Lotus. In oh, yeah, that's when he knew oh, what he was yeah. doing. Lewis won in a McLaren in 2011. That's when he... Oh, well, we were wrong. <laughs> no, but then since but since the turbo hybrid era... Since, yes. since 2014. Um, yeah, Mercedes have won every year. Two wins for Hamilton, one for Rosberg, and Carlos Bottas won last year. Yeah. That's happening this year. Uh, Bottas is not going to get a single win. No. The solo win this nope. year. Don't know. Not sure. Vettel has to win this race. He has to. For set himself well, it up. It looks like he's going to get a bit of an advantage because um, Lewis may need a new combu- internal combustion engine, which would give him a 10 place grid drop. Oh, right. Because he started from the pit lane, replace the whole lot, start from the pit lane, let him go and just see how mm. fast he could go. <laughs> you know, much like they did in Brazil yeah. last year. Yeah, just do that. <laughs> I must say, like, I it's, Hamilton's got it now. Uh, Vettel, because Vettel, Vettel went from starting from the pit lane to second, yeah, one, one year, second or third, yeah, it, it was second, was it? Yeah. I remember him muscling his way past Jensen yeah. Button because so, um. Nobody started from last and won the race before. He finished third was it when third, he started from the pit lane in 2012. You've got, you must be thinking to yourself, if, you're, um, if, if, if you want records, you've already won the championship. It would be, if anybody can do that the, right, right now with the machinery they've got, it's Lewis Hamilton. Yeah. Yeah. If I, mean, I were Mercedes, I do it. For, I would do it for a laugh. I'd be like, just just replace the whole lot, mm-hmm. starting from the pit lane, turn everything up to eleven. Off you go, mate. The only thing is, start from the pit lane. I don't think it counts as starting last. If, if you want the well, whole, that'll start from the pit lane, didn't he that year? Yeah, that's. I'm, I'm correcting myself as I'm going, but yeah, I think if you, you'd have to start last on the grid for it to be that mm. record. Why? I don't know. I'm, I, I'm, Pretty sure this is there's there's thoughts in my head which I've heard other people say on television. I'm pretty sure John Watson, the Northern Irish driver in a McLaren, where it was it something like 19th, I think he mm. went from to win a race. Yeah, but nobody's done it from lower down than that. Mm. We're gonna have to get Sean back on. Aren't we? we will <laughs> now. He's finished filmmaking. Mm. Is he finished now? Um, Columbus crew are out of MLS for the season. Yeah, I think I think he's still got to finish the third version of the documentary or something yeah. but he will be back on soon although he is in Abu Dhabi this weekend presenting to the F1 experiences crowd from on board a super yacht yes I happened to notice him tweet that the other day mm-hmm. so so I'm, if you're going to Abu Dhabi give Sean a wave <laughs> probably not while he's presenting because if you're presenting on a yacht the last thing you want is a wave nah you it'll, want a wave it'll knock your flipboard over nah you'll be fine <laughs> well that one Died on its ass. <laughs> Sank like a stone. <laughs> I'm guessing that uh, current isn't something you need to worry about in the Marina Bay. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't get on the yachts with too much money in your pocket. <laughs> Evian doesn't move like normal salt water. <laughs> <laughs> so, what we're reckoning for uh, predictions? I've got sh- I've got Sean's here. I don't know, to be honest with you. I mean, it's, um, as I say, it's, it's Mercedes 
dominant since since the turbo hybrid era and even the, one of the other wins was a mercedes win wasn't it for yeah hamilton so mercedes power mh-hm. so yeah it's hard to look past that at the moment yeah as an, as an it engine, all changes when yeah. we get to fp2 yeah as an engine mercedes have won five out of the nine races mm. yeah more than that isn't it six uh, no, the last four in 2011, Renault have won the other four. All right, okay. Also, oh, wow, Renault could win it. Hulkenberg, <laughs> Hulkenberg. I'm going to go against what Lee said. Bottas is going to win this one. Hang on, I've got it's it's quite good at circuits like this. It's not too dissimilar to Russia, is it? But it's just in the desert rather than uh, in a cold country. And if Hamilton's got a bit of a handicap so as well. Us in artificial snow for the Winter Olympics in Sochi. Mm, yeah, they did, yeah. I remember <laughs> that, yeah. So, anyway, the rest of your predictions, Dan. Hamilton second, Vettel third. Okay. Bottas, Hamilton, Vettel. Uh, Sean is also going with a Bottas win, with Vettel second and Ricardo third. Ricardo? Well, Re- brave. You just said Renault could win this. Well, I was having a laugh. <laughs> I didn't mean I didn't mean Tag Heuer. Mm-hmm. You meant actual Renault. Nick, yeah. Nico Hulkenberg. Why not? I am going for a Vettel win with Raikkonen second and Bottas third. What was Sean's? Bottas, Vettel, Ricardo. Because I need to go brave to win. I'm going Hamilton, um, Kimi. And this is Ricardo. Radio. Ricardo has, has Ricardo got any any penalties we know of? Doesn't look like it at the moment. Yeah, Ricardo, uh, uh, Hamilton, Kimi, Ricardo. Okay, and Chris. Go big or go home. Because <laughs> <laughs> it, it is it is all to play for. Mm-hmm. Despite the fact that it's a Mercedes circuit. I'm going to say Kimmy to win because he knows what he's doing. Um, and they've picked the wrong Ferrari drivers to take into the team next year. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they have. <laughs> Vettel to Sauber. Um, so Kimmy for the win, Bottas second, Hamilton third. So just as a reminder of where things stand on our predictions. Um... There are three of us in the running for the win. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's have a look. Dan, you're on 52 points. Chris, Woo-hoo. you're on 54. Lee, you and Sean are tied for second on 58. And I am leading with 64. And there are nine points up for grabs. Imagine where it'd be if I wasn't taken out for one race. Mm. You didn't put your predictions in. I wasn't asked. Everyone else gets asked. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you'd have got it wrong anyway. If you want to have a go at your own predictions, go to our website, threelegsfourwheels.com, and have a look in the games section, and you'll see 2018 Grand Prix Prediction League, and you can put your top three and pole and fastest lap in there, ahead of the full-on competition that we're doing for next season with prizes. I'd just like to point out that saying I'd have got them wrong anyway, considering I've been taken out for one and I'm still in with a chance of winning, would suggest I'd have probably got them right. 
I'm also not going to put my money where my mouth is, and I think my money might just uh, go down the toilet this weekend if on an Alonso podium just for shits and giggles because I won't get to do it ever again. Yeah. But just a thought, while um, while people are going onto websites and talking to putting your money where your mouth mm-hmm. is, if you fancy going to three leg- uh, patreon.com slash three legs four wheels, you can sign up to um, basically help us keep going. Um, mm-hmm. There's an extra show that we do every week. There's going to be other rewards coming soon. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can donate anything from $1 a month upwards and basically keeps us in software, spares, web hosting. Thanks to our friends at Cloud Above for doing the hosting for Thank us. Thank you, guys. Cloud you. Above. Yeah. And um, basically keeps us ticking over and maybe the occasional packet of biscuits because we need biscuits to record yeah, this. because biscuits. Um, right. I do believe it is total shunt time. I better, shut, I better shut this laptop. A... All internet's off. Yeah, well, mine's back in my pocket. Just trying to find out what the odds were on Alonso win. <laughs> well, quite long. You, do you know what? Well, I, they couldn't I, even win double, the WEC race at the weekend. No, second. The wrong Toyota won. Yeah. Um, I did think to myself when, when you said that. Sport does have this way of throwing things up. That's why I've to gone create stories. That's why I've gone Kimmy win. Because didn't fucking I'm sure I would have to check up. Didn't Johnny Herbert like win the win the Stewart's last race or something like that just before they went? I'm sure it was the last race of the season. It was, he won. He, I think it was close will, to the will, end of the I season. I will look this up. I'm convinced it was the last. I'm race. pretty sure he. I'm pretty sure Johnny Herbert won the ninety nine European Grand Prix in the wet. Because it's on the Johnny Herbert story yeah. that, that's spoken about on, on Sky quite yeah. often. He looks Ni- ninety-eight European. He was it ninety-eight? Was it? Yeah, where everyone in front of him fell off the track. Yeah, where it ju- it just it just rained a lot, and he looked up at the clouds and thought, "That looks like rain. I'm best pit for wet tires." And just he did a Hamilton basically before Hamilton did it. Yeah. Just as he left the pits, the the pits, it absolutely chucked yeah, it down. Yeah, just threw it down on. Yeah, for 100 metres, he thought, I've made the wrong choice. And then he's like, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's, let's have a look. Hmm. I can't find it. You kept zooming past the results. Yeah, that was Jackie Stewart's personal results. Ah. Uh, Why didn't Jackie Stewart? Because I, I, try, I typed in Stewart F1, and that's what it brought up. Ah, it's going to happen. So if I look at Ford, <laughs> type in Paul Stewart missed opportunities, <laughs> of which there are many. Oh, by the way, I, fi- <laughs> I finally watched that Williams uh, film as well over the weekend. It's good. Uh, oh, that was something we didn't have in news. We might as well have a quick chat about Johnny Herbert won the European Grand Prix, just two races from the end of the season. Mm-hmm. Ninety-eight in 90, 99. Right, It was ninety-nine. Ninety-nine. Yeah, just before we do total shun, um, did anyone else notice that uh, Rob Smedley? Has spoken about leaving Williams. He says there are many problems in many areas be, of the team. They need to improve. What is it? They need to attack all areas. Yeah, attack all areas to make significant gains. That sounds like a man that has left out of frustration, not a man that wanted to go or was made to go. Yeah, the whole thing's broken. Yeah, I'm out. Anyway, but wasn't he responsible for their performance? Yeah, but if if you're already going into a mismanaged team, Joe, what what can you do? You can say, I think this is what we should do. But if that's then getting to whoever's above you and it's not doing that, 
Yeah. You know, I still think the performance title is just that. It's a title for him in, in the sport. There's, you've, there, you're still obviously working with other people. But anyway, that's just me being on the Smedley fan club. Who's this week's from? This one is from Chris. I have no idea how to say your surname. It has far too many letters. Flood. It's <laughs> <laughs> no. certainly not from me. If we find out, I'll put it on the website. Michal Chris. Michal. Chris, me. Um, <laughs> I was born. Yay. In 1984. I was born in 1984. <laughs> this one isn't from Chris. It's about Chris, though. Oh. I've been involved in Formula One as well as DTM. Mm. Okay. My Very last perfect. Formula One Paul, race Paul was in 2013. Paul <laughs> okay. When was Adrian Suttles last race? No, um, yeah. I'd like a guess. Uh, yeah, Paul DeResta. Paul DeResta. Yeah, I'd like a guess. Oh, you you going with DeResta? Yeah, yeah. Right. My last uh, Formula One race was in 2013. We, we just Paul had DeResta. You just gave us that clue. Oh, yeah, sorry. Uh, I'm German. I uh, and fleur. Uh, I'm German and have lived here my entire life. Adrian Sutil. <laughs> I don't know, to be honest with you. I've never won a Formula One championship, nor, uh, nor race, yet I'm quite a recognisable name in motorsport. Mm. Andre Lotterer. I thought he was... He's Belgian. Yeah, good point. <laughs> Another clue before the guess? I have umlauts in my name. Bob Umlaut. Motorhead. <laughs> <laughs> I have umlauts in my name. I'd like a guess. Um, oh, God. Uh, that journalist from Auto Motor Ranch Sport? Toby, Toby Grunther. Yeah, he's got, he's got umlauts. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Looks maybe about the right age, give or take 15 years, because his picture's only tiny on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> it looks younger on an iPad. Satil <laughs> <laughs> uh, doesn't have any umlauts, does it? No, I don't, no, yeah. don't think he does. Neither does Adrian? No. Uh, Nürburgring uh, does. Uh, yeah, Nürburgring does. Nurburgring has a lot of them left. Mm. Yes. Yeah, Nurburgring. Nurburgring. But that was born before 1984. The, the, the South. Sud, the Sudschleifer. Yeah, might not have been born before. Actually, no. That was the opening of the. I think Dan's onto something. That was the opening of the Nurburgring, wasn't it? Where the where they had the where they had the um, Mercedes race, where where and Senna beat all the um, well-established Formula One world champions before In he was DTM a, cars. Yeah. Hmm. I have a much older sibling that is, that is significantly more famous than I am. The Nordschleifer. Yeah, and the last Formula One race in 2013 as well. <laughs> Makes sense. So are we basically saying that the Sudschleifer is the Ralph of Nürburgrings? Yeah. Life. <laughs> Brother Ralph. <laughs> I am currently part of several touring car and endurance series uh, championships. Sudschleifer? That's sounding yeah. familiar. Yeah. My older sibling is host to a 24-hour race. Yeah. 
24 hours of the Nürburgring, mm. Nordschleife. Number 10, speculation for my comeback in F, into F1 for 2019 or 2020. Robert Kubica. <laughs> <laughs> Kubica with the umlaut. His uh, German brother, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I the Nürburgring Sudschleife. I am the, well, he's got the Nürburgring Grand Prix circuit. Yes, I am. Uh, that is a good one, Chris. Yeah, yeah, yeah very thank good. You for that. Thank you. Right, how do you get a total shunt in? Uh, message it to me on Twitter in a private message at a total shunt. And if you want to tweet the rest of the show, you can get us at three legs four wheels or at Dan Dankleton at flood21 or at Pablo100. Or you can always drop us an email three legs four wheels at gmail.com. Uh, find us on Facebook, we're on there as well, and Instagram. Yes. Right, quick mention for Formula Lee. Last race of the season, there is only one point between the top two, um, Barnaby Lee and Max Williams, one point apart, going into the last race, which is Abu Dhabi in the dry in a Mercedes, and you've got until Monday the 26th. Am I getting the date right? Yeah, you are, yeah, Monday the 26th. 7 o'clock UK time, 2 o'clock Eastern, and... uh, we will have the big announcement and see who's won what next week. And there are uh, there are prizes to be given out, which we will Ooh. reveal at the time. Are we doing a winter winter series formula league this year? Yeah, but can we have a week off so I don't have to play about with spreadsheets? I can just have one week being spreadsheet free. It's up to Lee, really, I suppose. Yeah, that we do it after Christmas. Yeah, you're coming up to Christmas, aren't we? Yeah, we'll have a break. And we'll have a break yeah. from Formula Lee until after Christmas. So okay, then we'll, so, something nice to take us up to testing. Then, yeah. isn't so it? We'll, have, we'll have our own Lee season testing between uh, next week and Christmas. Yep. Why not? Yeah, that'll do. We will be back next week with our final race review of the season. Um, probably a final review of Fernando Alonso's career so far. And and who wins the uh, prediction league? Who wins the prediction league between us? Who wins the listeners' prediction league? And who wins Formula Lee? Yep. Basically, end of term party. Mm-hmm. Can we bring games in? Can do. Oh, that'll be ace. <laughs> right, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Bye.